Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest is phenomenal. I can't believe I got him on the show. He is a living legend, and um, really, normally on this show, I go and like interview them, ask them about stuff they have, like recent things coming out. But like this guy, I just want to hear about his life and what advice he can give to me. I'm talking about comedy legend Mel Brooks. Hi, How's it going, Mel? Aaron, it's so good to be. So happy to be. How are you? I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in here and, you know, uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm really excited to like finally meet you. Of, of course. I mean, uh, what's your, can I, can I, I always ask this question at the beginning. Do you mind if I ask you a question at the beginning? Oh, of course. Go ask away. What's your favorite, um, what's your favorite food? It's a Friday night. You're sitting down. You're sitting down for a meal. What's your favorite food to eat on a Friday night? Like, like on a Friday night, like normally, night or am I going out? Uh, on, a, on a Friday right, right now. Now Friday, you're in your kitchen. You're gonna make something up for a Friday night. What do you make? Oh boy. Um, hmm. This is hard because like my favorite food is like I, I'm a Rhode Island boy, so my favorite food is lobster. Ah. But I don't think I could make lobster on a Friday night here. Um, I, th- I think like I, I'm just kind tried? of. I mean, you ever tried? I, I I've made lobster back home, but like it just I live in New York. It's hard to get fresh lobsters here. Well, I mean, when there's water, there's lobsters, you know? That's what I always say. You go to the would water, you, there's going to be some kind of lobster in the water. Would you trust... A, you're, you're a Brooklyn boy. Would you trust a lobster out of the Hudson? Absolutely. I feel like it's going to get that New York flavor in it. It's going to give me uh, everything that I... I mean, because what you don't want... What you don't want is like a, a really fancy lobster that is... That, uh, that doesn't know, doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's lived at all. Right. You want to, when you want to, uh, I'm, I'm a storyteller, Aaron. So when I eat something, I want it to tell me, I want it to tell me a story, you know? Yeah. But wh- what if that story is bad? What if that story is I've lived in pollution? Some stories are bad. Sometimes we have to tell stories that are bad. Uh, have you ever seen my, uh, a film that I made, uh, Spaceballs? Have you seen this one? I love Spaceballs. It's one of my favorite movies. Thank you. It was one of my, one of mine as well. So, uh, Spaceballs, it was not meant to be a comedy. Space really? Balls, space Balls is a cautionary tale about what can go wrong when we go to space. And it's, it's a bad story. It's a cautionary story. tale? It mm-hmm. seems like the, the good guys win. Uh, they do, but they're sort of overthrowing a, an evil empire, right? It would be ideal to not have to throw over the evil empire in the first place. I'm sorry. I'm going to call you out a little bit here, Mel. A mm-hmm. lot of people like say that Spaceballs is just a farce of like Star Wars. It's a parody. Well, here's the thing. I saw Star Wars and I saw it, if you can believe it, I saw it before I made Spaceballs. So when I saw Star Wars, I thought, now here's a movie that is really missing the point and the dangers of space. So Spaceballs was sort of a, uh, was a reaction to that film. What, what specifically is a danger of space that they face in Spaceballs? Okay. Well, uh, there's, there's Pizza the Hut. And that's that Pizza the Hut is a big, he's a sort of take on Jabba the Hutt. So Jabba the Hutt's a big alien, right? And he has slave yeah. Leia and he's very scary and very bad. Pizza the Hutt is a big sort of like crime boss, but he is made of pizza. And that's a statement on what can happen when we as a society go overblown with our capitalistic greed and our dominoes and our pizza hut and our, and our little mics and there, and, and it would, it becomes us and we put it in our body and we are what we eat. So I decided to have a giant pizza man and he's disgusting and he's eating himself. And that's a sort of statement 
on uh, the modern food uh, production system of the United States. Now, did you catch any flack from Pizza Hut with uh, that character? Yes, they didn't like it at all. They actually sent a cease and desist to the movie, but we ignored it, and then it came out. And then I think they were just... It accidentally uh, sort of sent people their way, because when we had that character, uh, people... You know, they thought of, they thought about it. They put it in their I'm mind. I'm not going to lie. Right now, I'm kind of hungry for some pizza. Sure, right? You can't talk about pizza without being hungry for some pizza. What's you, uh, How do you eat pizza? Because you're, you're a Rhode Island boy. So in, yeah. New York, in New York, we have, uh, I don't know if you ever had, have you ever been to New York? Oh, you live in New York. I, I, I live in New York right now. Yeah. Okay. That's where, that's where we're talking from. What is Rhode Island pizza? Rhode Island pizza. They, we actually have our own pizza. It's grilled pizza. So you like take the dough, you put it on like, oh, like a barbecue, like on a barbecue and like you, you cook the bottom like that on a grill. Yeah. That's hmm. How is it? But it's delicious. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of ambivalent when it comes to pizza. Like, I don't think you can You're ambivalent wrong. when it comes to... Oh, okay, sorry. You like all pizza. Not that yeah. you don't have strong opinions. It's just that all your opinions is that pizza is good. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I'm you, could, you. you could give me a dollar slice and I'd be very happy. Yeah, me too. Um, the cheese, cheese, uh, can't eat I, as much pizza as I could. In my I opinion. do have to say, though, like, I don't know if you've heard this recently about Chuck E. Cheese posing as like uh uh its own pizzeria under a different name yes people have said that the the pizza at chuck e cheese is deceptively good like you would be uh, shocked at the quality of how good the chuck e cheese pizza i don't think i've ever had chuck e cheese pizza so i can't speak to it personally okay um w- w- like now what do you think about like places like that though that like aren't about the food or about like more the ambiance. I love it. I love a rainforest cafe. I love any sort of themed restaurant. I love a hard rock cafe. I love, uh, I love an, ex- you- I love, a di- I love a, a dining experience with a story. You know, you go into a rainforest cafe, you sit down, you think, okay, what am I going to have? I'm going to have a jambalaya pasta, but also there's a leopard nearby. And that's very exciting to me as a storyteller and as a human being. Do you miss planet Hollywood? The restaurant? Yeah. No, I could take it or leave it. But, oh. uh, but I really enjoyed it when I was there. But I think that all, I think uh, many, all things must die. And I did they buy any of your props from you? Yes. They, what did they bought? They, they had the uh, chess pieces from Blazing Saddles. You seen Blazing uh-huh. Saddles? Yeah. Yeah. Most of that movie aged pretty well. There's a lot of language in it that didn't. Um, but for the, yeah. but, but I, feel, I feel like the messages aged well, even if the language didn't. Um, You're actually rebooting it right now, which is interesting. Yeah. It's very as, as an, yeah, yeah, you're you're making it into an animated feature called Blazing Samurai. Thank That's, you. But instead of having humans, it's like cats and dogs. Thank you for plugging my thing. Yes, Blazing Saturi- Samurai coming out soon. Cats and dogs. Um, yeah, I I felt that in this current time period, we needed to maybe remove ourselves a little bit from something that felt too raw to really get the message across to the to the biggest group of people, right? Because uh, apparently I do comedy. Everyone thinks everything I'm doing is a comedy. So, um, so I just lean into it. We'll make a comedy. Wait, wait. So it was Blazing Saddles not supposed to be a comedy? Absolutely not. It was a gritty Western drama um, about. A, I mean, think about it. It's about a. It's about a black sheriff in a white town for the first time. That's groundbreaking. Oh, of course. Give me a synopsis. Wait, why don't you describe? What would you say is a synopsis of Blazing Saddles? Um, to be honest, it's been a while since I've watched it, but, uh, yeah, no, it deals a lot with racism. A black sheriff is assigned to a white town. 
That sound like yeah. a comedy to you? I mean, you were originally going to hire Richard Pryor to play the sheriff. Very funny, and he, man, Richard Pryor, rest in peace. Yeah, no, I mean, and but like, he was like all set up to do it, and then like, he he just wouldn't show up on set. Apparently, I was a very busy man. Uh, I can tell you, I don't know what the official story is, but I can tell you what he told me personally about why he couldn't be there. What did he tell you? I said, I said, uh, Richard, we're going to do a movie. We're going to do Blazing Saddles, Groundbreaking, break you out of comedy, make you sort of serious actor. And he said, Mel, you do comedies. And I said, no, I do movies that everyone else says are comedies. And he says, okay, well, tomato, tomato. And then I said, Richard, you're going to do this movie. You're going to love it. He said, okay, I'll be right there. And then I said, Richard, where are you? And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm on a submarine tour. And I said, what do you mean you're on a submarine tour? And yeah, Richard Pryor was working for the United States government in the Navy and you won't read about this anywhere because it was a secret mission, but he was on a submarine tour. I think he was the USO officer. Like he was in charge of entertainment for the troops that were stationed for long periods of time on the submarine. And that's why I couldn't do the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I trust you on this one because you actually yourself are a World War II veteran. That's right. Fought the and, Nazi, uh, fought yeah, Nazis you, hate the Nazis. Yeah, which is incredibly impressive, and thank you for your service. Oh, and you're welcome. Thank you. Hate him still. Hate him now more than ever, I would say. Uh, have you seen the movie Jojo Rabbit? I have seen the movie Jojo Rabbit. It's very. What'd you think? Uh, I liked it. I think that um, I think that Jews are in a position to that that movie had Jewish creators, and I think that Jews are in a position to uh, make comedies about. Uh, Nazis that I know made some people uncomfortable. For example, it made some people in my family uncomfortable, but I think just certain generations are more or less okay laughing at different elements of it. I think the further away you get from it, um, the easier it is to laugh. This is getting very serious. About no, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no, you were one of the first rabbit. people to, like, make fun of Hitler, you know? Uh, I think you gotta make fun talking of Hitler, about right? Talking yeah. about your movie, The Producers, like... Mm-hmm. classic oscar winning film wonderful film it's a wonderful musical wonderful uh I, 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 a lot of people say like play? what i don't know if it's ever been made into a play without the music it's better with the music but i love the movie love the musical very proud Wh- which one do you prefer which one do you prefer i mean the movie is my favorite i got i mean which movie the one like with, the one with the one with me in it oh okay not the one with nathan lane I'm in the one with Nathan Lane. I'm pretty about- sure. Which is the one with... Which one am I thinking of? I'm thinking the one with... Um, with my good friend. Um, Zero Marstel? Is there a movie of the Zero Marstel version? Yeah. Is it a musical? Yeah. That's the one that w- won the Oscar. I'm getting old. I'm trying to remember. Which one, do I, which one do I play the Nazi in in the, uh, in the audition scene? Is that the one uh, with Zero Mustel, or is that yeah. the, the that's yeah. the one that's my favorite one? Yeah, yeah, no, the one with Nathan Lane is the one with Will Ferrell and Matthew Broderick. Oh no, no, I completely forgot that one existed. I'm thinking of I don't know what I'm thinking of, but no, not that one. That one, I mean, I I enjoyed Mr. Farrell very much. I thought he did a wonderful job, but um, but no, they, I think the original very near and dear to my heart. Yeah, no, um, I I, I I'm just so enamored by your body of work and um other than a, a, a few flops you've you've made some really good stuff well name speaking a flop. of the name, flop name a flop that i've done solar babies the one about um yeah the one about babies who go to the sun yeah 
What were you thinking there? Well, they told me. Well, here's what I here, let me tell you what I was thinking. So babies, right? Yes, we've got we've got them. We know them. Small humans, and then there's the sun, big, powerful, fiery. And then I thought, who doesn't who who doesn't love babies and who doesn't love the sun? I I'll be honest. It was sort of a the the algorithm, as it were, got the best of me. You know. When they tell you like, oh, the sun's hot right now. And oh, babies, they're hot. And I'm like, well, I can make that movie. You can make solar babies. It didn't work out. You got to follow your gut. That was the moment where I didn't follow my gut. So, okay, yes, I will, I will grant you solar babies, not my best work. All right. Um, well, uh, name a is second it... flop. Name a second <laughs> flop that I've heard. All right. I, I'm, go- I'm going down them. Uh, Dracula, dead and loving it. Well, I think that's very good. And to be honest, I think what we do in the shadows basically run ran because uh, Dracula dead and loving it could walk. Wait, are you just saying Taika Waititi has ripped you off? At every, at you... every turn. That's right. Jojo Rabbit is uh, is the producers. And uh, what we do in the shadows is Dracula dead and loving it. And uh, Thor Ragnarok yeah. is, is uh, Spaceballs. It goes to space. Big, yeah, I, right? I can, I, I can actually space. see it. What else, yeah, it, he, what else has he done? Um, um, the, the Flight of the Concords, the TV show. Does that, that get smart? That one's oh, actually, believe it or not, that one's Young Frankenstein. Really? Yep. It's about two unlikely friends. Because uh, you know that song that Young Frankenstein does, putting on the Ritz with yeah. Gene Wilder. They sing a song. Flight of Concords sings a song. Sings many songs, actually. Coincidence? I don't think so. Uh, what would Robin Hood Men in Tights be? What else is? Uh, well, I know what it is for me. It's Robin Hood Men in Tights. What's? Uh, what is it for? Uh, for Tyke? Would that be Hunt for the Wilder People? That's right. See, I didn't have to tell you. You already knew that one. They got bows. They got arrows. They're hunting, and then the Hunt for the Wild People. I haven't seen it, but I assume they're hunting in that one too. Out in nature, out in the forest, right? Coincidence? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I love, Tyke- I love, the, I love the man. I love the man. Let me be clear. Brilliant artist, incredible work, groundbreaking work, original work, all all copied from me, though. That that's completely fair, Taika. If you're listening to the podcast right now, we'd love to have you on and hear your thoughts about Taika, it. Taika, I love you. I love you, but you've copied everything I've ever done, and you know it. Yeah, and call me, call me. Yeah, call Mel. So also, Mel, switching gears a little bit. You asked me at the top of the show. What would I eat on a Friday night? That's exactly what I asked you, Aaron. I'm glad you remember. You never told me what you eat on a Friday night. What I eat? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you know those. Uh, what are they called? They're the chips, and you pop, and then you can't stop, and you stack them up. Pringles. They're lo- that's the one. The Pringles. They got uh, what's that flavor? It's with the onion. And the sour cream. Sour cream and oh, onion? That's the one. I eat the sour cream and onion Pringles on a Friday night. Mm. You have them? Wait, you have a crumble wait, them wait. up? Crumble them up. You can bake them on a fish. You can eat them by themselves. You can uh, scramble them in a potato pancake. You wow. Can, this uh, this is, sounds like it's becoming soup. an ad for Pringles right now. Pringles. Um, uh, sour cream and onion Pringles, official sponsor of Blazing Saddles, two cats and dogs. Uh, I love them. They are a sponsor, but I do love them very much. I, I just, I don't feel like you can make a meal out of Pringles, though. Well, like, well, that's it's what just you're chips. Wrong, well, well, okay, but what are chips made of? Potatoes? Can you make a meal out of potatoes? 
I mean, they're a side dish. Are you kidding me? A baked potato is a side dish to you. It is exactly a side dish. Potato pancakes are a side dish to you. Yeah. Really? We have a different understanding of what a potato is, my friend, because I feel like many places you order a loaded baked potato, a little, uh, what's it got? Uh, Got a little, um, a little onions, a little chives, a little sour cream on it. That, that to me, that's a meal. I'm not eating that as a side dish. Side dish to what? With a plate of spaghetti? Absolutely. No, I mean like us, like I, you ever hear like meat and potatoes, you know, like, yeah, those are two great meals. One meal, meat, second great meal, potatoes. I mean, sure, it's it's probably a lot more calories than you should be having in one meal. Yeah, I'm but old. like, I'm old. It's time for me to eat whatever I want. You know what I mean? I mean, you're 93 years old. That's right. I'm like, three years young. I'm it, on bonus time now. It must be working for you. I'm feeling like, very. I'm feeling very good. I think I'm going to be around for a very long time. Uh, I'm I'm feeling I feel young. You know what they say? You are, you are as young as you feel. And I feel good. I, mean, and I feel young. And you're still you know making movies, which is crazy. I mean. Uh, you've currently just been doing voice work, but it seems to be working for you, right? Thank you. Uh, what's, uh, I mean, yeah, I've done a, uh, what's the name of that project I just did? Gosh. Um, the one with, uh, it's me and I'm a voice in it and I'm, uh, it's my voice. God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, you, you've done a lot of stuff. You last year you were in Toy Story four. That's right. The Toy Story four when, uh, probably should have stopped at three, but we went for four. Hey. Take take risks in art. That's right. Uh, that's More recently, I... franchise-wise, you've been in all of the Hotel Transylvanias. Yes, and I love those. I love I love Adam. I love um, I love Andy. I think they're all doing wonderful work. Uh, I love the other people in that movie. I love the vampire. Again, though, I will say we're talking about funny vampires now, right? Yeah. So. Dracula dead and loving it walk before so that Hotel Transylvania could run. And I'm, oh, I'm just, I'm just it. okay. I, I I see what you did there. Um, so you, you're saying Dr- Dracula, Dead and Loving It was the first funny vampire movie? Yes, it was. And again, wasn't supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be a sort of introspective look on the ramifications of living forever. Because you don't want, yeah. I mean, I want to live a long time, but you don't want to live forever, right? You don't want to see everyone, everyone you've ever loved, die grow old and die you don't want to outlive your children you don't want to live forever it's sad but he I mean, loves it that, that's and kind of the moral the- movie tuck everlasting well tuck everlasting i'm not saying ripped off my movie but maybe it did so you're saying tuck everlasting ripped off dracula dead and loving it absolutely i mean i i think you will find that i have left an indelible mark on american cinema and we, we agree yeah, no, I mean, you're a legend. You, you have an EGOT. How many, like, not many people have an EGOT. No, not even EGOT nominated. It was straight up EGOT, which is very, yeah. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky, and I try to stay humble. But, but, Aaron, this movie that just came out, Trolls World Tour. Yeah. I mean, I mean come on. I mean, what, what, what? It's, it's Young Frankenstein, Aaron. Trolls World Tour is Young Frankenstein. Trolls World Tour is what, Young Frankenstein? How is Trolls World Tour? It's a bunch of little monsters, big hair. It's a Frankenstein. It's a bunch of little monsters with big hair running around singing songs. What are we talking about here? It's young I mean, Frankenstein. I, I, I do love Young Frankenstein. It's very good. Why did you shoot it in black and white? Um, well, here's the thing. Many people don't know this, but we had color at the time of making Young Frankenstein. 
I think everyone knows that. Well, a lot of people don't know that we could have done it in color, that we did it in black and white as a choice, right? As a sort of throwback. I think the reason that we did it in black and white, honestly, do you want to know the real reason? Yeah. Gene Wilder's hair is a nightmare. Really? It's a nightmare to color correct. We try to do it. It's it's the different every day. How, how did they it's do it for Willy Wonka, Wonka then? Hmm? How did they it's do a, it for Willy Wonka? It's the wig in Willy Wonka. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess he wears a hat most of the time. That's right. It's actually connected to the hat. That's why you never see him take off the hat. And if you do see him take off the hat, that's a different wig that wasn't connected to the hat. So do we, do we not really know what Gene Wilder's hair ever looked like? I mean, I do, but I can't tell you. Oh, man. Rest I'll tell you peace. this. I'll tell you this. Yeah. It's not the color you think it is. Oh. And I'll tell you this. It's much longer than you think it is. Whoa. And I I'll thought it was going to be shorter. No, no, much longer. And I'll tell you this. Yeah. It's not a color of any hair you've ever seen. Now I need to see it. Ugh. Well, you never will. Do pictures exist? Um, You'd have to ask his family estate. I don't have any. He was very protective of it. As you would be, too, if you had hair like this. Ah. All right. Well, um, the mystery, I guess, will stay a mystery. Well, Mel, we've reached the part of the show where we like to play a few games here. We've uh, The games we like to play here are, uh, the first one we like to play is Fuck, Mary Kill. Love Basically, it. Fuck, Mary Kill. I have three names listed. You tell me which category each name goes into. Absolutely. First name, the previously mentioned Gene Wilder. Second name, Nathan Lane. Mm -hmm. Third name, Rick Moranis. Okay. Uh, You got to marry Rick Moranis. You got to marry Nathan Lane. And you got to marry Gene Wilder. That's not how we play this game. Oh, I'm sorry. How do you play the game? You got to fuck one. You got to marry one. You got to kill another. Okay. I'm gonna marry Mick, I'm gonna marry Rick Moranis, and then after I marry him, then I'm gonna fuck him real good, and then because he asked me to on his deathbed, I'm gonna fuck him later. You wait, you're gonna fuck him twice? What's that? Well, you married you, you, him. Yeah, you married him. Okay, and then I'm gonna yeah. fuck him, and then I'm gonna fucking kill him. No, oh, no, but what are you gonna do to the other guys? Oh, I have to use all three of the guys. Yeah, you get one. Na- <sighs> Mel, one name. One category. Okay. I'm going to marry Rick Moranis. Okay. I'm going to fuck Gene Wilder. All right. Who's the third guy? Nathan Lane. I'm going to kill Nathan Lane. Okay. See, that was easy, right? No, not easy. Not easy to take a man's life, Aaron. Had to think long and hard about it. Didn't like why, doing why, it. Had to why, do would it. You, why would you kill Nathan Lane? Um, because he's not Rick Moranis or Gene Wilder. So that's, like, not, that's not his fault, but he's not. Less of a personal connection? Maybe I should have killed Gene Wilder because he's already dead. Rest in peace, Gene Wilder. But it would have been nicer to Nathan Lane and Rick Moranis, both of whom are currently still alive. I mean, they, they, they seem like great people. But in, in sort of the uh, the idea of the game is that I have to choose, right? That they are all alive in this scenario. And then yeah, they're, they're, they're all alive. Yeah. Kill the other. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you've so worked with good. all three of them. That's right. I have. They're all, they're all, all very, very nice men. <laughs> all right. Except I actually may have heard a bad story about Nathan Lane. <laughs> but. All right. Well, that will be a story for another time because we've reached the part of the show where we like to do a little bit of word association. Basically, I'll say a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Absolutely. Broadway. Plagiarism. Joke. 
uh, impossible. Farce. Drama. Yuck, yuck. You know the first thing that came into my head, Aaron? What was when it? You, when you said yuck, yuck? It was, yeah? It was, I'm going to be honest. I can't really. I shouldn't say this on air. It was, what it was, is barbe- it? It was barbecue Pringles. And I'm not supposed to say, and I'm not supposed to say that because barbecue Pringles is a is a sponsor of mine. But I don't like the barbecue. I like the sour cream and onion. All right, next word, gag, uh, spoon, bit, coin, funny, girl, serious, music, parody, parrots, satire, parody, and comedy satire all right well that's about all we have time for today i want to thank mel brooks for stopping by mel is there anything you want to say to our listeners before you head out max i love you so very much you're my baby boy i love you max you don't love your other kids who hmm no i love max i love max and and i want him to know my other children what's his uh what's his name what are their names i i, I really couldn't tell you Well, there you go. (laughs) That's why I love Max. All right. Well, thank you again, Mel, for stopping by. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thank you again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised. So instead of having the actual Mel Brooks with me here today has been the great, the one and only Zach Reno. How's it going, Zach? So happy to be here. To my great shame of my... Well, I'm sorry. Let me answer your question. It's going very well. I had a very good time. The first... Like, when you said Mel Brooks, the thing that flooded into my head very quickly was my own knowledge of to to, to my great shame and to the shame of all of my ancestors, one of the accents that I cannot do for the life of me is like a stereotypical Mel Brooks ex Jewish accent. You, you can't do like Brooklyn Jew? No, not really. I like, I didn't grow up all of the When Brooklyn... you talk about Mel Brooks, you gotta talk like this. There's a little matzah and you, you know, my name's Yogurt. I thought about just saying like Fuklamps and uh, <laughs> uh, Meshuggah and Booby a lot, but it just, it became like a sort of like New York, uh, I don't know. Just like, like a, gangster? That like sounds gangster. like a... But that's what I was doing. Like you were there, Aaron. You saw the whole train wreck happen. <laughs> like that's that is the extent of my abilities. I, I I very rarely can like lock into what I feel like is a good Jewish accent, which is wild because um, is it is it all the California? Because I, I guess because like my grandparents are literally Brooklyn Jews, <laughs> so it is an accent that I should have heard enough and been able to like copy and just for for whatever reason I didn't put in the hours. Of, of listening and doing it. It's, wow. You, be my this is when we learned that Zachary never listened to his grandparents. I absolutely did. But I also think that they were moving around so much because one of my, one of my grandparents was not a Brooklyn Jew. Uh, one was, but he, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never done Morty's accent. Not really. He's just, he, it, it always felt very slight to me. I think that they sort of, we're doing that thing where they were, they sort of walked away from it, you know? But you definitely knew who Mel Brooks was, right? Oh, oh God. Yes. Yes. I, I was, I was afraid before recording this because like I, you know, 
my pop culture knowledge is actually very, very, very bad. But Mel Brooks is one of the people. Yes. I think if, if you're in comedy and you don't know who Mel Brooks is. What are especially you if you're like a Jew especially in comedy. If especially if you're a Jew in comedy. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, obviously I brought it up almost immediately. But like Spaceballs was huge for me. Yeah, is that is that your favorite Mel Brooks movie? Um, I don't know. Robin Hood Men in Tights is also very good, and The Producers is also very good. Um, those are my, the, the, yeah. Sorry, go. My favorite's uh, History of the World Part One, which we didn't even talk about. No, we didn't. Um, man, I don't. It's been forever since I've seen History of the World Part One. It's good to be the king. Yeah, it's been <laughs> a line that he put in uh, in Producers. Yeah, I think he also had it in. Yeah, he had it in Robin Hood Men in Tights as well. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Robin Hood Men in Tights is so funny. It's such a weird film. It's a very strange movie, but it's very funny. Also, what's his name that played Robin Hood? Um, Carrie Always. Yeah. Y- y- yes. Um, it's like he did that in Princess Bride, and then nothing else. <laughs> um, he did Saw. <laughs> wait really the, he's in saw he is okay saw spoilers i've never seen saw he's one <laughs> of the guys trapped in the room in in saw and then oh, you wow. find and then you find out that he's actually the person pulling the strings in in saw oh he is jigsaw i believe wow saw spoilers the, is he the bad guy in ella enchanted maybe i think he i think he is actually he's the bad guy in something i want to say it's ella enchanted but i don't know for sure it's just like he he was one of those like guys that like had a a very strong success at like late 80s yeah i mean you look at princess bride i mean he is like a consummate adventure hero in that movie right why didn't it translate to like anything else it did that must be the reason why he did robin hood men in tights and then I don't know. Can you live forever off of Robin Hood Men in Tights and Princess Bride? Maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe Princess Bride. That that movie always seemed to be on TV. I mean, that movie, I love that movie. Um, it's a great movie. It's got Billy Crystal in it. Being yep. very funny. Billy Crystal, distant cousin of mine. Is that true? That is a real true fact about me. Holy shit, dude. You got it in your blood. I've never met him, but he knows of me, which is That's weird. Wild. That's incredible, yeah. though. Yeah, my, like my parents know him, but do, like, do they really like have spoken to him? Yeah, they they've hung out with him a handful of times, and they didn't bring you. Cruel. No, no, it, which I I am kind of offended about. To be I would, honest, I would be too. Carrie Elwes. I'm looking at a picture of him in 2015. Dude looks good. Okay. Okay. I'm now now I feel like I I need to look up Carrie. Yeah, I'm trying L- to. Think, what did I? Yeah, it's spelled um, E-L-W-E-S. I don't, actually don't know that that's how it's pronounced, but I think it is. Um... Oh, wow. <laughs> He's a voice in Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2. Oh, okay. He looks great. How did, How is this man not successful? He is. He's in Stranger Things and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Workaholic. Who is he and... in Stranger Things? I don't know. He's Mayor, <laughs> he's Mary, Mayor Larry Klein. He's done a ton of voices. He's in Wonder Woman. Oh, wait, no. He's in the unsold pilot of Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in, he's not he's in, in Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. I'm like, you're naming these giant props. The rest like, of them he's in. Okay. Wow. 
He he does look great though. Like he he aged well. He's almost sixty. Six. I mean, sixty's not that old, but yeah, he does look good. I remember thinking that he had sort of. I don't want to. I'm not gonna fat shame Carrie Ellis. I remember thinking of seeing a picture of him in um, in Ella Enchanted and thinking, well, that is not the man from Princess Bride. But let's be real. That's so much. Ella Enchanted is 2004. Well, Princess you Bride think, is like, 1987. Well, you got to think Carrie and uh, Val Kilmer are, are probably around the same age. Right. And you look how one of them age and you look at like, Val. you know. No. Yes. Oh, Val. We could have yeah. we could have done better by Val. I don't know. Well, I don't know if there's anything we could have done. Oh, Val. You know, um, what a talent. like what a full blown. But all that, that 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 said though, Val Kilmer, I feel like took Carrie L's like career because they were probably going for the same roles. Uh, that feels right to me. That like, I, I I'd believe that they look like the same type. You know, and Val Kilmer just got his success earlier, so like Carrie could do epic Mickey later on. <laughs> That's right. So the Val Kilmer, I mean, I can't really picture Carrie always in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, yeah, he's I too can pretty. Picture him in Willow. Ooh, wait, Val Kilmer's in Willow. Okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, well, I, all I can think is Warwick Davis when I hear Willow. So I'm like, Willow is one of those movies that crosses every single like. What crosses- came first, Willow or Princess Bride? That's a good question. I actually don't know. Princess Bride is '87. Um, because like Willow feels like the exact same. Willow's time. '88. It's right after. Wow, direct ripoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why Carrie couldn't have done it. Is because Val was like he was steal, stealing his thunder. That's right. Oh no. You know. Um. But yeah, Mel. Back to Mel Brooks. Do you like have oh. a favorite Mel Brooks moment? Is there like certain like part that like y- you kind of like hold with you? Uh. Gosh, um, yeah, I think I, I always get that i that that idea. There, this moment in Spaceballs where he is like, what is he, the governor, the president? Because yes. he's, he's in it. Um, and he well, he he's the president, he, but he's also um he's also yogurt, yogurt, right? <laughs> right? But yeah. there's the, the moment where he's the president and he's and he like opens a bottle of Perry air, which is just a glass of air that is yeah, like it's a can bottled. of air. Yeah. 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 Which is like clearly a joke, but also we've got to be moments away from that being a real thing. Right. Like bottled water. We all thought was insane. And like, that's a thing. And now. It's yeah, one of, no. It's one of those things that is like so out there. The idea that you would like buy a can of air to inhale and is one hundred. I'm, I'm sure it's already. I mean, they thing. do have those air bars. If you're like, I went to Vegas like over the past year. Okay, yeah, it's and, that. It's literally that, right? And they had like flavored air. Right. So I mean, the idea that we would have a product of like being able to just like breathe something is an insane space joke, but is also. Like, you know, uh, in our current times, could you imagine just like lifting your mask up, drinking a little bit of fresh air? I just want a little fresh air. <laughs> yeah. Just put a straw in. Yeah. I mean, there's there's that. It's hard to think of like one moment specifically. Is he? He is what? Okay. I, the most recent old Mel Brooks movie that I saw 
is also a World War II movie. Um, what is it called? It was it, my mother-in-law. It was part of like a pack packet of movies that came like with Blazing Saddles, and he is the star of it. Gosh, please hold. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to edit this while I look this up. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm looking it up as you speak. Um, also, I, I just want to say we were joking about like when 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 we were on a Zoom call earlier that like we we couldn't speak to each other and like uh, you were joking that it was a silent movie. <laughs> also, another Mel Brooks picture. Which one? Silent. Silent movie. movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. It all it's, uh, Marty. Yeah, Marty Feldman and Dom DeLuise. Is it to be or not to be? That's that a is a question. It is a movie he was in, but is that the movie I'm thinking of? I actually don't remember the name of it. Bum, 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 oh. bum, 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 bum. He was like acting in a lot of stuff too. Yes, People that, forget that. That's one. He's, yes. Um, oh, I, I forgot that he was in The Little Rascals too. But yeah, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Have you actually seen Dracula Absolutely Dead and not. Loving It? I have I have not. <laughs> oh, okay. I have not at all. And like looking at like everything, all the promotional materials, like woof. <laughs> like it, it just looks like um he he swung for something and did not uh yeah. achieve the it. The man track record is very good. He can he can make solar babies if he wants. He can make Dracula Dead and Loving It if he wants. Okay, sorry, I found it. It is to be or not to be. It's a movie where uh, basically these theater people all have to put on a move, a, a play for an all Nazi audience. <laughs> and it becomes it like um man, it's uh, it gets Maybe it I'm gets getting wild. this wrong. Well, did he not make solar babies? Did He's, I just put? No, I mean Solar Babies is is listed as his things. Okay, it's not directed by him. Though. Yeah, I I I can't remember what his connection was. Maybe he's in it. Oh, he's executive producer. He gave it. Okay, that means all. Yeah, who knows what that means? <laughs> exactly. Part of Solar. Have you seen Solar Babies? Uh, only like I I've listened to the How Did This Get Made episode. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. That's how I knew he was attached. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mel Brooks put his stamp on Solar Babies, I guess. It's a 4.8. <laughs> you could do worse. At a 10, there's a whole lot of there's a bunch of numbers lower than 4.8. Oh, for sure, you know. Um, but also like 40s not passing on an exam <laughs> anytime soon. Well, wait, what is Dracula Dead and Loving It? I haven't seen it, my friend. You threw No, I'm saying what 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 is the Dracula Dead and Loving It score? Oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm looking it up. Dracula. Also, how many bad Dracula movies have there been? Not enough. You can make as many as you want. 1995. Um, 5.9, so slightly better. That's above that's above the midway point. Yeah. Everyone, every, if if you we should all be so lucky as to make a movie. That is a 5.9. Oh, uh, for sure. I mean, movies are hard. Also, yeah, I mean, but like you know, I, I guess like it was, you know, Mel Brooks and Leslie Nielsen, like, yeah, they're, they're both, both of them had made their career time and time over. So maybe the two of them were like, you know what? We haven't done anything together. Let's make a Dracula movie. I love it. Dracula's yeah. hot right now. Maybe it just was too early. Also, just like the idea of Leslie Nielsen as Dracula. It's very just seems It's a powerful <laughs> idea to me. It's a powerful <laughs> idea. Oh, uh, okay. Well, 
on that note um zachary you are an musical improviser podcaster what have you got going on these days oh hey um what do i have going what do i got going what do any of us have going on these days Aaron? um i mean for sure well that 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 is more of an existential (laughs) worldview question why are why are we here um we are still doing off book the improvised musical podcast with myself and jessica mckenna big Um, fan thank you thank you so much it's very fun we're in a little bit of a hard to do musical improv over the internet but we're sort of uh figuring it out making it happen i know these are um these are uh scary and complicated times so if you're if you're looking for a sort of positive break from that uh yeah give give that give that a listen i definitely can't recommend it anymore like it is you know uh before i was even like in the world of musical improv um because our listeners know i do musical improv um i i listened to you off book and um it was like such a big like push for me of like what you can create and just like in an audio medium and so the world building you guys do is so much fun oh thank you no that's that's so it's really nice to hear because musical improv is I mean, improv is a newer art form in terms of its like grand, broader scale appeal of popularity. Musical improv even more so. So it's always so cool to hear that like, oh, we heard your podcast and like now we do it. That's awesome. I I love that. I think anyone that's even remotely interested in it should give it a try. Now is a difficult time to jump in, but hey, why not? And yeah, and yeah, we try to we try to sort of create a. a this is mostly jazz, and I just sort of like piggyback on her on her skills and energies there in that in this sense that like we're very much about creating an, a sort of uplifting positive space so um do either of the two of you play any instruments yeah i she plays mandolin i play guitar and piano um but we, so are you right, guys able to like improvise a little bit that way uh we could but the piano players that we use for off book are the, the all of our musicians are just like oh they're insanely they're talented so much better than we are there would be such a harsh fall to earth for us to You're do like, it now but we've, yeah it, it, You're it, like it anyways would be this is wonderwall and this song also sounds <laughs> like wonderwall and now our musical of a bunch of wonderwall covers um but maybe trying to do a you, you've done that in an episode by the way uh yes that does not surprise me at all although i think we did it on piano um i don't i, I don't know that we've made brett play wonderwall we've definitely made scott do it we've also done a vanessa carlton <laughs> we've done a thousand miles oh, oh, oh um, for sure like those songs that like everyone first learns like you're like this is our musical now we're trying a whole new thing absolutely. where it's just like we're just gonna play that one four chords that everyone knows over and over again that's, and it's gonna be every song that's most music my dude like uh it, it seems more daunting than it is um but yeah no i think that um what was i about to say i forget oh yeah talking we, about we, your we've podcast made, in our podcast we've made a brief sort of departure from narrative as we've as we've tried to figure out the uh covid19 of it all but uh, we're we're sort of looping back now, and we figured out some stuff. So, but if you're listening for the first time, just dive into the <laughs> to the before time into the. I was about to say you have bit. so many you have so many great episodes yeah. just like out there. Thank you. Which is so crazy. Like, how many years have you guys been doing it now? Um, coming up on three. Yeah, we just hit the three year uh, mark for this podcast. Congratulations! Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. No, so there's there's many, 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 and then th- those will make the ones that we are currently doing make a lot more sense. If you go, I'd say I always say go back and find a uh, find a guest you like, 
listen to that one. That's always a, a good endpoint. I don't have any of them that I don't like, so they're all fun places to start. Some exciting guests coming up. Um, yes, we have Tawny Newsom of of Space Force. Uh, and oh, also, also, have you watched Space Force yet? I've watched the, I've watched the first three. Yeah, I'm, I'm midway through the third episode. I really like it. It is. Um, yeah, I think there. I mean, it's also, got, like, you can see a little bit of like Mel Brooksian like influence on it. Yes, and that actually throws me a little bit in that show. I like it. Don't get me wrong, and I'm going to watch the whole thing. And I think the people in it are so incredibly talented. Oh that my god, they have like so much talent on is that a wild cast. I cannot believe it. Like, it's it's Steve Carell and John Malkovich and yeah, yeah, freaking uh, Chris Gethard with just the the walk on as a janitor. It's it's wild. Um. But I have a little bit of a hard time pinning down the comic tone of that. Maybe that's the point of that show. I'm going to watch the whole thing. I don't have a final review of that yet because I haven't watched all of it yet. But no, no, I, I'm just really enjoying it. I am enjoying it as well. All right. Well, so Tani Newsom's coming up. That's an episode you all should check out. Which I know one? I will. Um, Zach, if there's anywhere our listeners can find you, where should they check you out? Where can they find all your uh, links and such? Oh, sure. I'm at Zach Reno, Z-A-C-H-R-E-I-N-O, at all platforms. Um, that's that's where the stuff is. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Everyone, take care of yourself. Do what you need to do, and um, stay safe out there. All right. Well, thank you, Zach, for stopping by again. If you want to check us out on Instagram, we're at YesAndIAm. I'll post a picture of me and Zach there. I'll link him that way, and you can find him easily there. Thank you all for listening again, and we will see you all next time. Bye.